Um, it's Nasteha. Welcome back to another episode of the Rent Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Siham. Hey, guess who it is? It's Evan. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. You were surprised. Doing these intros is like kind of redundant. Yeah, I just, I don't know how to, and I don't know how to You know, okay, the past couple episodes, we've been complaining about how we don't know what to say in our intros. I really don't. And yeah, we, we really need to change it. We need to switch it up. Maybe for we just need year. to record just one intro and just keep no, that playing. No, that's basic. No? That's so basic. I I, no, because so. like, I feel like even though what, what I would say, what would I say? Wow, I can't really talk. What would I say? Because it would just be the same old thing. Hey, guys, I tried to switch it up last week. I don't know if everyone caught that. I didn't say Nostella. Yeah. I switched it up. What'd you say? Stexo? Stexo. Okay. I said, no, but every episode I feel like I'm just like, hey guys, and even if we change the order, everybody still says the same thing. Right. Why are you laughing? <laughs> when he says Stexo. Why is that funny? It reminded me when someone asked that girl, Diamond, is that your stripper name? <laughs> <laughs> it's six so you know, your, mind, your mind is just on love is vibe. She won't shut up about it. She won't shut up. But the I gag won't. is, Evan, what were your, what was your reaction when I was telling you to watch this before you started watching this? You were just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, now she's <laughs> fucking obsessed. Yeah, we had a discussion literally two hours ago. She would not shut up about it. That's why I love this shit. I know I love this shit. Did okay. you watch all the episodes? Now? She's sending interviews to me now. <laughs> I was out here searching YouTube. Who's still together? Is Brian and uh, yes. Amber still yeah. together? I love. You haven't watched the wedding? Wait, I haven't watched the wedding. I watched the finale, oh, but I just okay. wanted to know because there's a reunion yeah, yeah. coming out. I think yeah, Brian. Oh, they're all together. Sorry, spoiler alert again. If you haven't watched it, this is your problem at this point. I don't care. But the Hamiltons are together. We stand Hamiltons. I love them. Love the Hamiltons. And Barnett and Amber are together. Yeah, I think which I saw that. Yeah. Gianna and Damien, I was kind of shocked. They're I dating. Think they they're dating. Now. Yeah. Oh, they are. They're dating. Potentially. That's what, I watched an interview and it's it looks like the they're together. We're in the streets. They're together. It's yeah. Together. I shouldn't call them crazy. Okay, yeah. uh, Gianna, I kind of... It, she kind of reminds me of myself. She knows she's crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> no, emotionally, how you're hot and cold and shit like that. Sometimes I'm okay, like, seek help. Seek help. That if you, if you, am I really that crazy? The first step is acknowledging that there is an issue. Seek help. I, I, think think I, I, don't, I don't think she's crazy. I just feel I don't, like I think she doesn't know what she wants. Yeah, yeah. but and that's the nigga, problem because you're emotionally. You like, no, I did not like. I did not like Damien. I just feel like the entire time he's trying to be strong and take care of her and all this extra. And when he wants her to be there for him, he starts crying all this other shit, right? Yes. No, you guys and then at the wedding, you guys are mad. At the wedding, he was like, <laughs> 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 I do not. I'm like, bitch, You guys are so, so problematic. You mean to tell me that somebody sitting there not knowing what the hell their emotions are and literally taking this person on like, I love you so much, but I hate you right now. I love you so much, but I don't know if I'm in love with you right now. I lost my butterflies. What the fuck does that mean? You're a grown-ass woman. Use your damn words. If you're like, yo, this is kind of intense. This is like, it's a lot right now for me to handle. Say okay, that. That's what but don't saying. sit there and break somebody's heart and then expect them to be like, oh, I love you so much still. But Why you stayed. stayed. But at the end of the day, no, you stayed. No, that's sick. And then yeah, that's abusive. That's even afterwards abuse. when they talked about it, even afterwards when they had multiple arguments, okay, I feel like no, she wanted to do and make somebody jump and, and jump through all these hoops to be like, yes, I'll deal with your emotionally abusive ass. She saw sabotages, but she, he knew before. Okay, yeah. the I don't like how you, yeah, every you single don't, time don't there was a situation there. that but comes you don't up. You sit there and like, sit and like bring your own baggage on somebody else and be like, well, I already told you that. I'm, what are you going to say? If somebody Damien has issues. I already told yeah, you that I'm domestically abusive. You, I told you that, but you stayed. That's your problem. That's, that's, no, that's, I'm not, I'm not no, saying that's your problem. What she's doing is fucking gaslighting this man. That's problematic. I'm not saying that it's your problem, but he knew from the jump. She said, 
I self-sabotage with so when you see her self-sabotaging instead of talking to her like you're pushing me away and doing x y and z you use it against her every single time that he tried to resolve is, the issue that he used yes, it against yes. her yes. and I'm like okay she's emotional you already knew that she, emotional she, is literally sitting there maybe crying and being upset Sam you don't what, what is not emotional is saying I don't know if I love you anymore I don't know I lost but my butterflies is I had lost no, no, she had not. valid reasons she's what? like, she's like make it the, I don't know she's no By you, can you change that? You don't sit there and say, I'm not in love with you. That's sick as fuck. No, that's she, really, and then because at that time, maybe that's how she felt. And no, also, no, you no, need no, to no. take into no, consideration. No, they're problematic. No, you need to take I get into that. consideration. No, I get that. I get that. Because I really no, feel no, like they're Listen, no, what I'm not, I love how they're why. Because if someone said that to me and was like, I'm not in love with you, I would do out right then and there. But homeboy decides, I'm gonna take on a helicopter, I'm gonna do this, that, and third. Only for him to be like, I don't know if I can go see the wedding. They literally got into their apartment. One little kid's lady who's flipping her on But they're both crazy, my friend. No, and then when they were on the dinner, dinner date together he was like oh would you like something about would you change your political views for mine yeah and then she literally Wait, went off I didn't catch that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah yeah I don't know if he's a Republican he's, he's or what he is I yeah I, I and, he, and she was like what are you talking about she's like my political views are mine and dad like oh, of course family. I'm not oh, I'm not gonna get into yeah, it with yeah, anyone yeah. else but she's like I have family that yeah, I support and all this stuff like she I was talking for, yeah. and he was like oh I never knew that yeah I never know that when she talked about the care packages she sends the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah everything yeah, yeah. i'm like and then he's like now i fell more in love with you like bitch what the fuck yeah i did not like damia i don't know mm-hmm. Gianna, I, I liked her i liked her i, I, I didn't I like him i think I she's a like cool him. girl right now but i think he Lola, just can't handle I know, her I that's think, what it is i just think that they're not he, they, their personalities i feel like are not like because she needs a man who's gonna sit there and be dominant and he wants somebody who's more traditional it seems like and is not gonna be like this like but, yeah, but like vivacious personality even, even in traditional relationships no but the man is the most supposed to be the most stronger one. I know he wants to take care of her, okay, and I know that the entire time, right now, the, the entire is the one. Da, 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 da. But he, but that's how he puts on how he wanted to be like. Oh, I wanted to have a I job for the provider, you. Yeah. I want to be the provider. That's the vibe that he puts on. But also, you're crying about losing a job as if Why she is, can't okay, talk to. Okay, but that's emotional, Sam. Because you guys are so problematic, and I'm just like, no, shook at the fact that you guys. No, are so you know, you mean it's fake, and I really think he just wanted to. I, I feel like I'm toxic. I feel like I'm toxic. But Wallahi, like, I can't stand Damien crying. I can't. I can't. It's so fake. And what's his name? Ke- Ke- Kelly. Kelly. Was it Kelly yeah. the guy? Yeah. He got rejected. Kenny. At Kenny. Kenny got rejected at the altar. This nigga. But why? That is so room. toxic. A man should be able to cry I know. if he wants he to. Do. Like, I would have. I would have. I would have loved. Shut the fuck up. I would have loved to see Kenny cry. I would love to see Kenny cry. No, no, no. Not you. No, not you. No, no, no. No, I don't know. you look at me. I mean, I get uncomfortable when people cry around me, so but like, it doesn't matter about what gender you are. I just get uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't know how to comfort you unless like I really, really know you. And I'm like, all right, I know how to deal with you. But like, if I don't know you like that and you're crying around me, like, yeah. I honestly would. Uh, okay, normally I don't like when people cry around me, especially I do not like when niggas cry about me around me. Yeah, I, I talk to myself. With women, I feel like I can connect with you. I can hype you up. I can like try to like. So how do you feel about Cameron crying then? Because y'all, you stand Cameron, but that nigga be crying every other second. I, I, <laughs> that's that annoyed me, and you don't understand how many times I fast forward through when he talks. It just <laughs> is so cringe. I know. And I know. honestly, I, so cute. honestly, I feel like this they, is what I, no. <laughs> 
was cute when Damien cried no, from no, that. I, could, I couldn't stand him crying. But the reason why he was crying is because he loved her so damn much. But Damien was so in love with him But Damien loved her so damn much. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He was crying because oh, he didn't yeah. have a job. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. Did you cry? You didn't have a job either. <laughs> I'm like, It's all good. Listen, but what I just, I, I don't know what I, I think. I think that they, them two, I feel like it's more so lust with them than it is like no, love. No, but I watched the interview. Like, no, no, because I don't think, I honestly don't think the two of them long term, unless they both learn to compromise. Because he, he's like very, like, he, he seemed like he didn't want to compromise and she doesn't want to compromise. She's like very like, and then later on wants to talk because even that, that scene with the, fo- with the phone situation mm-hmm. where he was like instead of literally telling her yo can you put your phone down like let's talk you know she asked him he's so, he was so he was, about like, it he was so but then it's like that you what I saw with that is like pent up like instead of like bringing up something that's bothering you then and there when you try to like swallow it and like I'll just deal with it and then it, it keeps happening with your partner and then you, you're like fuck it and you just blow up at one time that's what it was and it's like y'all are both low-key kind of childish because the way he handled that ridiculous because you just blew up at something so small as a phone her beyond her asking him to put down your phone mm-hmm. but then where it was coming from with her talking to him and then the way they edited they did her so dirty with, when they're at the dinner and she's talking to her and she literally picks up her phone and like starts typing and like texting somebody as he's talking to her you know but like I feel like them two it's more lust than it is like love and like trying to understand each other mm-hmm. and I think that's why they wouldn't be compatible long term I feel like maybe they got back together and maybe it is lust or maybe they figured out their shit I don't know shit, how the hell you would get back together with him I, especially honestly, with somebody with the mom like the mo- your mom chased after you cried with you saying you should have been the one to like say no say no yeah. instead of you should have walked away yeah. you know? and I was reading I followed her on Instagram actually um, and I was reading an article that she did with like Us Weekly or something and they talked about that scene and she's like basically my mom takes on my feelings and so when somebody hurts me it's like hurting her Mm. and so I'm like I guess I get that because it's a mother's love Mm -hmm. but also I'm like I I don't know I just didn't get why the mom was so attached to this nigga when you met him maybe a couple days ago that you're crying over it you know I guess it's the way that your daughter got embarrassed that no I would definitely be mad but you know which one killed me and I was like expecting but like thought it was like wild as fuck Kenny and Kelly they're embarrassing Kelly from jump bro I didn't like her I did not like her from jump I'm not with it I like Kenny Kenny's my dog I do wish he's a class act and she fucking missed out on a gentleman the nigga literally got stood up and literally helped her raggedy ass after she literally said you should respect and appreciate the fact that I told you after you embarrassed him in front of his family I hate her. I hate her so much. Number one, but number two, what a class act, Miss Kinka. He literally said thank you to everyone. Said I love y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your day. They will love <laughs> energy. I feel so bad for him when they kept putting the cameras yeah. in his face and saying, like, like, "Jimmy, Jimmy, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Jimmy, you're crying. Like, you didn't have a man to run. Jimmy, I'm like, we want to fight Jimmy. Jimmy. Like, let him cry in peace. You did my pants hell wrong. Cooper had to turn his damn chair around because Jimmy wouldn't leave him alone. Jimmy. You're grimy. Uh, you know, I don't like them as a couple, so I skipped through the entire part. So, no, like, no, no, did, did not say nice. I would not have No, them. he was a gentleman. I think you would have liked him. I skipped through literally every section that I see them fast forward. No, it's yeah, because it's Kelly, Kelly Okume, I don't know what he saw in her because I'm like, you deserve, from dumb, I was like, he deserves better than her. He deserves, you should be with <laughs> you should be with me. Is that the Justin Bieber song? But I don't, I don't like Kelly. Um, Jessica. We don't like her. A hot ass fucking mess. Uh, we didn't like her from the Jessica. jump, and I already knew she wasn't gonna choose her. Jessica. But the thing that drove me crazy is she slept with him. Yeah, I think that was literally because she got drunk. I think 
I would have for long as I couldn't tell if it was a lie until he confirmed it. And I was like, is she lying to her girls? Like, yeah. trying to, like, because, act like... Yeah. Because she seemed like she was very... Did you see her friend? Did you see what her friend said? Yeah. The Madoga friend? Yeah. yeah. In my head, I don't know what the hell she was talking about. I'm so embarrassed for her. She's like, oh, that's so embarrassing for her. I said, yeah, that is embarrassing for her. You're right. Your friend is a... Is a yeah. <laughs> and you see it. And like, it's all her friends. She was, like, so happy in the like, clips of the video. Fuck, bro. Literally. She I was like, I've never seen this woman so happy in my life. And then, I, uh, just so, because she was getting freedom, finally. She's like, I can leave Mark. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like he knew because he kept saying, "If it goes wrong, if she leaves, it'll hurt, but it'll be like I'll be fine. It'll hurt, but I'll be fine." I'm like, "You knew." But also, they're grimy as hell because they made him say his "I do" first when she before she. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the the, they ask them, "What are you gonna say before they actually say it?" For sure, because they want to see who. I have another question. Yeah, some of the scenes. Did they like tell the people like? Did they tell them like freeze? Okay, everyone put out on a face. I was surprised because um like when Amber and Burnett like Amber said I do because they had her say it first. She said I do, and then Burnett like literally took a hot minute. This guy's like looking around. Everybody, <laughs> everybody in the in the no, audience I, is like. I, don't, I think around. they took clips. Right? I think they took clips from earlier where they like just the people. He's just like around. looking around, doesn't know what to say, and he goes no, I do. And I'm I like, honestly think when she's saying her vows or like when the guy is talking is when they're catching all the yeah. stuff. Uh, I think it's natural. I just think the way that they edit, edit makes it, it yeah. seem like it's a long, dramatic <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to music. stop. Even at the Lawrence family, it kept going to her brother's face when Laura, when her, was, her like, brother was like, whoa, this nigga loves my sister. <laughs> Yo, her brother's rapper. I just picked up his Instagram page. Really? Um, Nick, shout out to Nick. <laughs> she, I didn't realize she's a content creator. Like, yeah. She's a YouTuber. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. She, she, she has, has, she has photography. She does photography. She has, like, a, a, a brand where she, like, does everything, essentially. Mm. And I noticed, like, because uh, I was looking, I was creeping on her Instagram, and basically, like, up until January, all of her photos were getting, like, maybe Not that 600. Many now it's, like, 300K. Wow. Which is followed her. I support her. That's my girl. I, I, I went above and beyond, and I connected with them on LinkedIn. <laughs> Both of the hills. <laughs> you said I'm going to be friends with y'all. I said, y'all trying to connect I'm with me so or not? <laughs> <laughs> also, if y'all if y'all have LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn because I'm trying to revive my LinkedIn page. But I like connect with both of them. I'm trying. We have been the biggest LinkedIn stand. Like LinkedIn, Damn, every day. To give her. I, I is that gonna be your it. high because we completely skipped our highs and lows. So is your uh, high? My high? high like? No, my, it's not that. For no, my high is that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like. <laughs> I, I always say I feel like every episode. Um, no, my high is. I just have, like, spring is coming, so I just feel like a load has been, like, lifted off me. I feel like I'm just coming out of, like, a dark time. That just sounds so freaking dramatic. I, there's really nothing going on in my life for me to be behaving like this or acting like there's, like, some dark cloud over me. But, like, y'all know winter is, like, a killer for me. I hate winter more than anything in the world, and I don't know why I'm still in Minnesota. But I survived another winter, hopefully, alhamdulillah. We're almost at springtime. I am trying to, like, get my life together. I'm trying to figure... Like, you know when you feel like you're trying to figure... You got you, you think you're, you're walking in the right direction to figure your life out? Mm-hmm. You're like, I kind of know what I want to do with my life. I think I, I think I'm like going somewhere. Yeah. That's how I feel. And you think That's about marketing? I, um, I, I think about a lot of things. It's, it changes. It depends on what day. It depends on what day you get me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I kind of see like some clarity in my life. I think that was my high last week too. But also, I've been. Um, 
I've been working out, so, um, and y'all know, I feel like I said it on the podcast before, I don't run unless I'm being chased, but a bitch has been running on a treadmill, like, willingly, <laughs> willingly running on she the treadmill. She the gym more than I do. Bruh, wow, last week, I went, like, every, I went, like, every day last week. I was shook. I said, who is, who is she? It's me. Isn't it so nice? So once you get into a routine, it's like you want to do it more. Yeah. No, I, I, you know what it is? It's not even that I want to do it. It's just that I realize I have an addictive personality. Thank God I've never done any drugs because I, ooh, that would have been a horrible, horrible path. But I have, I have an addictive personality. And once I start something, and I'm very fucking competitive. Once I start something, I feel like I have to like complete it and like mm-hmm. and finish it. So mm-hmm. I feel like I get in competition with myself. Every time I'm, I'm on the treadmill, I'm like, I'm only going to do it for this many minutes. Or I'm only going to do it for this long. And then I end up going, I'm like, I'm only going to go to the gym for 30 minutes. Bitch, I'm there for an hour. Because I've competed with Mustafa. I'm like, no, you can do five more minutes. Yep, one more song. Yep, let's go. Now do that machine. Can you lift 30 pounds? Can you do 40? Let's see how long you can do. How many sets can you do? How many? Like, I'm in competition with myself. <laughs> I think the ADHD There's a lot. There's a lot going on in my head. No, I swear. When I go see, to what the happens when I enter the gym, like, when is it time for me to leave? <laughs> me, mommy, I actually like the uh-uh. gym. No. I feel like once you find, like, for me, I, I realized really- that, like, an open gym is nice, but if there's a lot of people there, I won't be that successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus is like a workout class where somebody is telling me do x y and z and i'm watching my watch and i can see the work that i'm doing i feel like i i've been i go on and off where i like want the class because of the structure but then i'm like i also want to be an open gym yeah but i'm like i can only go there certain times when they're not that much people but it's kind of nice because yours is like an apartment complex mm-hmm. gym and so it's like a lot smaller and you know when people are in there nobody's like there it. no literally mine's like all glass whatever so i can peek in and see who's there but but when i go i'm, I'm usually going like after camille went to bed and I'm there for like an hour, like so eight, nine o'clock is when I'm working out. Maybe I should do it in the morning. But then again, I, I dead ass feel like I'd be like a crack, not a crackhead. I feel like I'd be like. But I feel like days. morning workouts are so nice because you you work out a you already got it done with b it's like a it's like having coffee. A no, coffee in the I morning. feel like nighttime is better for me because I work out. Like, oh, I'm like working out for an hour. Yeah, I'm tired. Actually, but what I do is I literally, I will work out, and then I'll finish up, like, go home, take a shower, finish up whatever I need to finish up work-wise, and then go to bed. And I'm going to bed by my usual 11 midnight-ish. Mm. And it doesn't, like, the next morning I wake up, and I feel like I've actually been sleeping better, like, sleeping through the night. Because y'all know I wake up, like, every hour. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I've been Because your body's tired. Yeah, because my body, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like having is better for me yeah. than mornings. But I don't have a low. What's my low? I don't have a low, I think. I think I'm... Everything's good. Alhamdulillah. Your, girl, your girl's on a... She's, she's having a couple good weeks. Also, it's March. Girl, we're so spring. Guys, yeah. I cannot freaking wait. You guys... I love spring. I hate winter. Emma? Wow. Where do I start? <laughs> lots of lows and lots of highs. I'm just kidding. It's just been a mild week, you know? Booked and busy. No high, like, no actually, low. Actually, no. I feel like you were stressed. No high, no low. I feel like I, you're stressed I, I now was, because you're examined. Yeah, because I have an exam, but, like, I, it's it's the life. <laughs> it's the life I chose, which is full of exams. And, oh, so dead. So I can't be too anxious about anything. But, yeah. yeah, so, you know, nothing else. No lows? No, my low would just probably be that the fact that February is done and it's going to be March. Why are you pressed about know? February? Just <laughs> I'm so good. Like, literally, it's March. She's like, why is it... Starting March, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, it's already March, and this is crazy. And then the next month is Ramadan, and I'm like, everything is just 
boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but I guess, you know, if they say if you don't notice time, what is it? Like, you're booked and busy? Yeah. <laughs> so. Getting that check. I've been getting no checks, but I'm booked <laughs> and busy. <laughs> I'm so dead. Um, for me, my high is I'm really excited for March. Like, this week, it's the first week of March, and I'm just really excited to, because I feel like a lot of things are going to happen this month, for me at least. Um and April too, I feel like there's just a lot of things that are happening in my life, so and I'm really excited about. That's my high. Um, my low is actually a funny low. It's actually a story. Okay, so on Thursday I was supposed to take my real estate license exam. Oh I shit! I took it. Hey. Um, and I got a seventy. I was supposed to get a seventy-five, and I got a seventy, so I failed one. Mm-hmm. And I should never have looked at my exam. Wait, wait, wait! You said you got a seventy. Out of and I was supposed to get a seventy-five. Oh, that's good though, right? It's no, good, oh, but oh. I didn't like. I was a couple oh. questions off, okay? Mm-hmm. And I asked to see, like, you have to take one exam, walk out, get padded again to go into take your second exam because they need to make sure you don't have headphones or whatnot, you know? Wait, like so, another like redo it or a different one? Yeah, so you have to take the state and the national. So oh, I took okay, the state okay. first, mm-hmm. got the seventy, realized I failed, so I'm like, fuck it, I have to redo it anyways. Mm-hmm. So I walked into the back room and the lady that was like checking my glasses to make sure I, for some reason she kept saying your glasses are so big it looks like one of those um you know the snap um glasses the snapchat came out these glasses it's called like spectacle or something like that a while ago yeah do you google, guys know what i'm google, talking about was it google or snapchat yeah. one of them came out there so she kept calling it like that she's like it looks similar to that it's what she kept saying about my glasses so she kept double checking but anyways that lady she asked me she goes how did it go and i was like i got a seven day i have to retake it and then she's like don't worry those broker exams people come back over and over again hmm. she said broker and it clicked to me. I'm like, why the hell did she say broker? I'm not a broker. I'm a salesperson. Hi. And I was like, I just completely disregarded it. Went into my second exam. Came out. I didn't even want, I didn't really try the second one because I'm like, I already need to retake the first mm-hmm. one anyways. So came out. I was talking to a couple of my classmates and I was telling them how I failed. But these are the classes. These are the, like the questions that they yeah. asked. But I'm like, they had a lot more math than what I was expecting. So what I kept repeating, I'm like, it was half math if anything okay <laughs> and I was like and I wasn't expecting this okay. and so I was talking to one of my classmates and she goes oh just reschedule it and she took it on Friday she passed on Friday and after she passed I was like you know what I feel a little bit better let me reschedule mm-hmm. while I'm rescheduling I look into the website and I took the wrong exam I'm so dead oh. so you didn't even take your damn test I did not even take my exam test but I studied I literally called in sick on Wednesday just so that I can study really hard for this test I memorized the entire binder like any page so hey I'll tell you what is on that page because mm-hmm. that's how good I memorized it mm-hmm. and the fact that I was failed I was completely shocked but come to realize I registered went took the wrong exam got demoralized just to get a little bit happy because I'm like I got a 70 out of I didn't even know. know oh my god now, now you gotta go back now you gotta go back there's no way I can't you got five questions to study for this I'm like there's literally no way I can't get 100 at this point damn Love. I would have so been so freaking But now I'm scheduled there for March 12th, and like I, I had class this morning, and this session, because it's like the second course, yeah. the second course is so much nicer because it's like a real world. Like you see a house, you list it, like it's actually a real world thing. So I'm like, this time around, I'm like, maybe the concepts in the book that I learned mm-hmm. in the first course is gonna actually make sense this time around because we're actually doing examples and how yeah, it works. Like- and then today we actually covered how you get paid as like a real estate agent, how like that you're paid 
breaks wow. out and he showed us this entire system of like real estate agents that make six figures this is exactly what they do and this is how many houses that you need to sell and everything well, yeah, in order to make six it. figures yeah so it's oh, up to you wow it's basically up to you it's the only he kept explaining today how it's the only field where you like it's so fair yeah. anybody and everybody can make six figures as long as the work that you put into it because everybody's an independent contractor. Damn, that is good. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. nice. That's kind of cool. Wow. Do you have to pay to retake the test, or is it just part of your um, I'm going to try to see if I can contact them um, and see if I can retake it, because I should never have even been let to take it, yeah. because I don't even have their, like, the yeah. broker's information. And on top of that, the guy sitting at the front desk, he saw my course one, and the course one was a salesperson. Yeah. And not, not once did he mention why you're taking the broker exam, because yeah. it's a different form, different color, different yeah. everything. Yeah. So I was going to try and call and see if I can get call. my money back but also yeah. I was like I took the exam like in their defense they watched me take the exam and I'm paying for them to proctor my exam yeah. and they did watch me take one exam was it so. just you in the room taking it no it was a bunch of people That's and awesome. I don't tell them that it was only me out of all these um, nursing people they're taking the NCLEX yeah. exams call all of them I can literally feel the stress vibrations why yeah Nurses and I want to tell you, like, it, like I came there five minutes early, but I was late because everybody was in line. Like, it was a line out the door. Dang. How many people were taking the te- test? It was, like, about... I was at the 15th. There's mm. all, all these computers. I was number 15, and I was against the wall, so I'm assuming I'm the last one. Mm. So there must be 15 other people. Oh, okay. Dang. Yeah. Well, now you gotta, you gotta retake it. Yeah. But I feel like I'm a little bit more hopeful because I'm like, there's another girl in my class that took it too and she was talking about what was in the the exam and everything. And I'm like, I feel like this time around, I'm a little bit more hopeful and I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I'm more prepared. Yeah. yeah, I really, if I got that close to an exam I didn't even study for and I used the concept of this course one, I'm like, how bad are you? You know? Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Nobody checked you. That's so funny. It's hilarious. Uh, afterwards, like I told my mom that I like I didn't do so hard or whatever, and she goes, "Well, been told," and like basically they're lying. And I'm like, "Why would they lie about that?" She goes, "Midukai is the color." Yeah, and all this stuff, and I'm like, "Hoya," I'm like, "I'm pretty sure this is a very, very fair exam, and it's all about my knowledge." He said, "No way." No, leave it to mom to sit there and build you up and be like, "It wasn't you. It's the rest of the world. That's the problem." Literally, she was not taking that. Actually, how you going? This is like afterwards, afterwards, when I told her what what I did, and she goes, "In two days." And I was like, "That's what? true." She goes, "Afterwards, when I told uh, yeah, her, yeah." And then it's she your fault. Oh, yeah. And I, she goes, "I my feelings when you did that," because I'm like, "You have to actually put it in." Yeah. But for some reason, it just did not click to me. Yeah. But another thing is, like taking the exam, every example was a broker did this to a salesperson mm. and i'm like i didn't understand how i never peeped it at all yeah like, none of i the think questions you, were, you were so anxious yeah, yeah. you were so anxious yeah. about it like that you wanted You're to like, get it done get with. over with. yeah that you didn't realize but, but damn good job though yeah. you're on this go be a broker next yeah, yeah. Go, go take the broker class collect all them damn license because the broker commission is 30 percent, and they don't do nothing can you can you be the broker and the salesperson for one house or no yeah we should better go back and get that. Get that I know, but I can't be a broker for three years. So basically, I have to be a real estate agent, get all the years? questions, okay. and like practice for three to five years, okay. and, and then, then and then I can go back and get my broker's license, open my own broker brokerage, and then whoever I sign in that brokerage, I get thirty percent of any house they sell. 
That's actually really nice. Yeah. And if I refer, like, if I get a listing, because by three to five years, you probably have clientele that's coming to you all the time. If I refer someone to them, I get 25% on top of the 30% I'm already going to get from them. So that's, like, what, 50? Yeah, yeah. 50%, 55? They're chilling. Wow. Wow, that's that's crazy. It's crazy how the commission works at certain jobs and how, like... It, like real estate is the only place where commission it's like 100% commission based it's not the only one but it's like yeah it's majority of the jobs if you hear 100% commission based it's real estate but I, it's interesting to see like their pyramid plan of how like how people start from the bottom and then they work their way up yeah yeah but yeah wow. one of the things i'm really excited about this month is getting my license and finally being in the field and learn and like actually practicing all the things i'm learning but i'm really scared of like imposter syndrome and i know you and i were talking about it earlier this week of um just feeling as if you're not adequate or you don't know the job like you don't know the job that you're doing very well and you mm-hmm. just kind of don't have the confidence okay so for everybody who doesn't know what imposter syndrome is it's just basically like um a psychological um like a phenomenon or experience i guess um where you just kind of feel like you don't know what you're doing that you're a fraud that you know you don't really deserve to be in the position that you're in um, and i feel like maybe we've touched on this before because um, we we discussed i mean we amongst the three of us have discussed it before i know that very extensively um because we all felt like that at our jobs or Emma's current job, I guess. Um, but I was telling the girls earlier this week, I was having a discussion with like um, a provider, like somebody that I was working with regarding one of my clients. And the way this person was talking to me was like the way they were like demeaning me and making it seem like I was so like incompetent. And I didn't know, like the guy literally kept telling me to go refer back to my supervisor. And I was out here reading like, statutes of like dhs statutes and like literally the legal terms and whatnot of what i should be doing and, and i know my role i've been doing it for a while and it, it literally triggered me because i'm like i at this point i'm comfortable in the position that i'm in and what i do and you know i know that i know that i've i've earned the you know the right to be in the role that i'm in and i i've worked for it and i know what i'm talking about and i know what i'm doing but for this guy to basically like refer me back to my supervisor and, and basically sit there and say you don't know what you're talking about was literally so freaking triggering like i dead ass one to go through email like my emails i was spicy you know the password aggressive adan way you email mm-hmm. per literally i was already sending screenshots of like dhs like um, statutes of what his role is and what my role is and i'm like you don't know what you're talking about you go back to your supervisor all in like the best karen voice that i could do via email but it was literally so 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 triggering that was abuse that was fam I, I, I want to go pull up on that guy. Yeah, no, he, he was ignorant and was speaking off his ass. Like, literally, you had me thinking, like, okay, let's look back to DHS stuff and see what's actually right or not. But honestly, like, that's something that's very difficult. Like, I feel like a lot of young people deal with that all the time. It's like, oh, I, mean, I don't we have... deal with it. Huh? Sam's, Sam deals with it. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel and, like, like young young she knows it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, you deal with it all the time. And sometimes you don't even think, like, is it imposter syndrome you just keep like looking at your abilities and be like oh I don't think I know how to do this or I don't know how to do that and it's very it's very tough but it's your brain messing with you yeah you have to get out of that and just get over it not get over it but just be acknowledge that like hey like I I am in the space for a reason and therefore like my experiences and my opinions and what I'm saying matters right so 
you know? No, for me, I was going to say, for me, the main thing that was so important is because I felt like this. Like, I felt like this in college. I felt like this at mm-hmm. my first, like, big girl job, you know? I felt like this, but it was so nice to, like, it's so validating to know that other people know, like, experience this with you because before I knew what the term was, before I even heard what the term was, I felt it. And to actually know the name of it is so, like, I felt vindicated. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel vindicated. Like, I, yes, like, it's not something that's just me. There's nothing wrong with me. Like, I'm not, I know I'm an anxious person, but I'm like, it's not just me. Other people feel the same way at their job. Right. And it's people that, like, are doing great things and you, you know, you admire possibly and they feel like they're imposters in their jobs and in their roles. And that's kind of like, you shouldn't envy anybody mm-hmm. ever because you never know what people are going through. You, right. you might think they have an amazing job. Like, the guy from Amazon who makes billions of dollars per second. I might envy this guy, but he might hate him his life because mm-hmm. he's so lonely. But I'm, I'm I, thinking I, about, I, okay, every right to hate that man. Everybody hate that but, man. But I'm just saying, like, that's an, just an example yeah. that, like, money doesn't make you happiness. Like, you could have... I think bullshit, actually. I, I, I disagree with that statement. Money does buy you fucking happiness. Anybody who says that is a I said money doesn't make you happy. It does make like, you happy, make, though. I don't but it know. does. I think it does. The red money. You're thinking that now. I'm 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 thinking that now. i am i am Every like that's one of my reservations that I have is mm-hmm. because I just feel like am I really even capable of leaving this job that I'm comfortable in and mm-hmm. that I know a lot about? Mm-hmm. I could just stay in social services and just like keep getting jobs in social services. And by the way, I'm still staying in social services. I just want to do this on the side. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like it's it's safe. It's a net that I'm in right now, and mm-hmm. to like leave it, I just feel like am I even gonna be happy? Am I even gonna get the end result that I'm hoping? Like, is it worth for? it? Is yeah. it yeah? Is it gonna be worth it at the end? But I, I mean, think comfort. Like when you're comfortable, that's when you know that you need to go make a change. Like when yeah. you feel like I'm comfortable, I know what I'm doing, because that's just gonna make you complacent. You're just like, eh, it is what it is. And I think that's one of like my biggest fears. I feel like I'm comfortable right now, and I need to switch shit up. Yeah, I feel like with growth, like, you have to feel a little bit uncomfortable. They're mutually exclusive. Yeah, Comfort right. and growth are mutually exclusive. And whatever, like, risk that you take or whatever, if you're doing a new, like, course of action to your life, like, of course, you could, it, there's going to be some, like, negatives. Everything can always have a positive. Mm-hmm. So just, I like, thinking, like, oh, right now I'm happy with where I'm at or, like, with, I'm comfortable with my job. And it's, like, you're looking at the pros of this other mm-hmm. career field. What the fuck was I going with? You're right, you're right. Yeah, but just, I think it's just like you're capping yourself then, mm-hmm. which True. is not cute. Yeah. Like, you're you need to yourself. grow. Yeah, yeah you, you need to grow and, like, build your resume. But I love our parents because they always just tell us how great we are and how oh, amazing yeah. you're going to do. And and they put the, they instill the confidence in you. But when you go into a work field, you don't have somebody who's constantly telling you that yeah. you know so it always creeps up in your head but you need to consistently mm-hmm. tell yourself this is how many obstacles i overbeca- mm-hmm. i overcame mm-hmm. i'm the first um uh, generation college student or yeah. the first high school graduate in my family you yeah. know i'm the first to find of a, a job that's making five figures you yeah. know I just feel like you need to keep telling yourself these positive affirmations in order for you to continue to not feel like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes it so difficult, too. And I think adding on to that, I think it's very important to find other people that are maybe in that 
like same situation that you're in where like first generation kids or you know like somebody who's just kind of like a trailblazer for their family or for their friends or whatever that the case may be because then you can kind of like feed off each other and they kind of kind of that they can kind of like validate you because for us at least it's very difficult for our parents to relate to us with that mm-hmm. you know I can't stand going around and be like oh, I feel like I'm a fraud but you have a degree don't you mm-hmm. <laughs> you did the hours don't you yeah. you worked at this that and the third didn't you you know like she's not gonna understand the psychological like the psychological aspect of it you know mm-hmm. not saying that she's like doesn't have empathy but like but that's the difference between what they have to go through and what we have to deal with I know here. that's what I'm saying like even though your parents are gonna always like ride for you and make sure that you know they are your biggest cheerleaders and mm-hmm. like be like yeah yeah you got this you got this they're not necessarily gonna understand hence why it's important for you to find people that are in the same situation like you and I can like what's for me now mm-hmm. if I'm sitting there saying I feel anxious because I'm starting this new role da 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 and I feel like I'm completely unequipped to like be doing what I'm doing versus if I go to my mom and I say I don't know what the hell I'm doing like she can empathize with me but she doesn't necessarily understand like my anxiety or how to, you, you know what I'm saying like, yeah, yeah you know like she uh, as I'm, I'm sure she would be have some great advice but like I don't think she's going to relate to me the way you would be able to relate to me mm-hmm. even though you know she she doesn't have the same degree and like all that stuff that you and I have you can understand even though with that stuff you still feel anxious and you still feel like you don't know what the fuck you're doing mm-hmm. yeah but, I don't be like, but you got a degree so you're good for it go yeah, for it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um one thing like I I feel like I'm always dealing with imposter syndrome and like even right now going back to school I'm like oh my god like did I make the right decision and even like down the line thinking about like all the stuff I, like that's waiting for me it's constantly like am I even going to be like equipped to be someone's doctor like I'm, I'm thinking about all these things and I'm like I have all these years of training ahead of me but I keep like like the imposter syndrome keeps like Creeping getting out. in my way and I have to like it's like a block that I have to keep removing and something that like really helped me I read it on a blog was like because a lot of like um, students deal with this all the time especially if they're deciding to go back um, and one thing that was that helped me was like writing a list of your whys like why you decided to pursue whatever it is or whatever goal that you have or like your whys so just making sure and like anytime you start feeling or I start feeling like oh my god why am I even back in the school right now or like oh my god like I'm not gonna be like get accepted into any schools I like go back to my list and I'm like this is why I'm doing it and it just kind of like helps you like kind of reframe instead of your brain taking over and like making you feel mm-hmm. like oh my god yeah yeah another thing that I feel like helps even though none of us have I don't think none of us really have had this but having people in a uh, position of power that's a woman of color or a person mm-hmm. of color mm-hmm. I feel like that helps a lot because like in our company right now it had there been a, like a supervisor or a director that was a person of color I feel like more people would aspire to be at like at mm-hmm. that area or like learn underneath them versus always walking into the office and no offense just seeing at down people all the time mm-hmm. you know and I'm like, it's, it, it would just, I don't know. I just feel like you, it would give me more confidence to feel like I'm going to get there with the right type of work. Like if I have good worth ethic, I will get there. But just to always see like um, uh, what person get promoted. And even though you put in the same effort and you don't receive that same, like, um, I guess, reward kind of mm-hmm. sucks. 
And I feel like that's when imposter syndrome creeps up in me the most when I feel like I deserve this position or I should get it. I worked for it. I put in that time. Or even like you deserve the recognition and you don't get it at all. Yeah, and you always have to work double as hard as your peers just to be noticed. Half as good. good. Mm -hmm. And that really sucks. And that kind of plays with your psyche. And that's why I kind of want to be in a field where I determine my my like finances I determine Mm -hmm. how much I put in because um whatever I get out is up to me Mm -hmm. like if I fail it's up to me it's not up to somebody else I can't blame anybody else it's me you know Mm -hmm. you can't hold you can't hold anybody else accountable for that at that point but no I I think it's yeah you guys feel like corporate America like the culture of it does it like has it tied like person's like self-value to their like um, their performance at work, like yes. making that like one like a one item. So like yes. your performance at work, or your your self value, like you're not worth yes. anything. Yes, yes, I fully one hundred percent. I am. I am saying that as somebody who constantly in the back of my my three year old knows what freaking bill like what units are, and that's like my billable like how I keep track of the billable time that I'm doing for the individuals that I work with, and like making sure that we bill for the work that I'm doing, like capturing that. My child knows knows those words, like she knows like units and she knows case notes. You know, like she literally the court are you done with your case notes? So it it because it's it I take my work home. I'm constantly thinking about. It, I'm constantly doing it, and if I don't have a certain number of units for a day, I feel guilty and I feel bad. I have to work extra the next day because I'm not bringing in money for my agency at that point, you know? So I think it, it does, it really does. And it's so hard because I, like when I'm, when I, I actually, I don't feel guilty when I take time off. Well, I really, I'm not even going to front and say that I do. I know that you do. And this I is do. a conversation we've had so, several times. I don't feel guilty because I'm not going to feel bad for not like, for not basically breaking my back to make sure that somebody gets paid because to me that's not what life is about and I really don't care about that like Mm -hmm. I've earned that you know the time off so I'm going to utilize it but it really does because it's like thinking about not working like I've been working since I was like 15 16 I've been freaking working Mm -hmm. so for me I've never been like not employed in some capacity like one way or another I've always been freaking employed so to me I feel like it does if I ever were not not employed I feel like it would it would kind of fuck with me and it'd be very bizarre for me to experience because now all I've known is having time off but knowing I'm gonna go back to work which alhamdulillah is great but I've never had like a two three months off and like I was just chilling and kicking back and doing you know doing whatever to me that just sounds like a foreign idea like bitch what you don't work how like the stay at home I can never like that the idea of that is wild to me did you um going back to love is blind Amber the one that doesn't work um, she does work. She cleared that up. She, she, said, that was, she said that that she's was like been working since she was fourteen. She said, and she's on work workman's comp because she like broke her foot or something like that. Oh, but, really? Yeah, something she hurt her. She hurt herself. But one of the things that she said that really stuck out to me is she doesn't live to work she works to, to live, live yeah and that's a mentality that ever since she said that i keep having it in the back of my mind i even journaled about it the other day about it um because i'm like i am somebody who works to live and and i'm like and i really want to be in the flip side where i live to work where i'm working enough to pay everything else off but i'm enjoying my time mm-hmm. versus now i'm like i just work 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 and i'm bitchy to the people that i actually cared about just because i'm like i've been so busy with Go work worked. all day mm-hmm. and i'm completely tired when i come home i'm like my mom wants to hang out with me my sisters want to hang out with me and i'm just kind of like let me just go up to my room you know so sometimes mm-hmm. i just feel really guilty so ever since that phrase that she said that i'm like it just kind of stuck out 
to me. Mm-hmm. And I know this has nothing to do with imposter syndrome, but I feel like it kind of relates. Yeah, but I mean, it does. It kind of relates because I just feel like with me, I work. my work is, even though this kind of sucks, I feel like my value is my work because however much I put into that, that's going to give me like an output mm-hmm. and I'm going to get more recognition with my company, I guess, is mm-hmm. how I take it. Um, so I just feel like my value is intermixed in it. Uh, can I add to that? Because I feel like, oh, I think... A, uh, I think an add-on to that is the, the field that we work in. I feel like sometimes, like, I feel like in general, sometimes people manipulate people who work in the social services field because of the fact that it's like you're so empathetic, you know? You're like, you're so willing to, you came into this field to help people. And people will manipulate that and make you do extra work and like mm-hmm. work three times harder like you'll but like not even no not even like from the company perspective even like clients will sit there and try to manipulate you and like mm-hmm. call you at a certain time when you know you're done and you're like you know what fuck it let me just pick up the phone mm-hmm. and just call mm-hmm. and like you're literally breaking your back to make sure that shit gets done because it's like I have to meet with this person before this time or these deadlines and or it's whatever like you're putting everyone else's exactly whether yours. it's the company whether it's yeah. like you know and your those clients. people on the other end know that you will do that exactly because exactly and, and I think you that's, tra- you can, exactly yeah. yeah you get what I'm saying I feel yeah. like I said a lot of words and I'm trying to no, get to no, that no, idea I get it. yeah because it's it's. I feel like we just get manipulated often in this field because of the fact that that's people know it's a like caregiver exactly mm-hmm. and that's what I don't get because I'm like this is it's and, a lot and, and I feel like other I feel like companies in general need to do better especially in the service, uh, social oh, services sure. um, atmosphere like you need to do better about caring for your, uh, for your clients because caregiver burnout is real mm-hmm. and it's not caregiver that's just doing direct contact like it's caregivers in social services, services in, general. in general like yeah. burnout is very very high for that reason obviously we're all dealing with imposter syndrome and I like talked about like how I go back to my whys to help me like overcome that how do you guys overcome it like what are you guys doing to overcome that because obviously at some point it's going to get to you mentally and it's going to affect you and more than just more than just work it's going to affect your family life it's going to affect you as how you see yourself you know like what are you doing about it to I feel like I handle this really bad. I feel I just I'm somebody who overthinks and I keep a lot of things internal and I try to journal and I try to like get ahead of when stuff is actually going to bother me. But mm-hmm. things like imposter syndrome just happens and you just kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. And so I I try to go back to my wise, but I feel like a lot of the times like that stresses me out even more because I'm like, why aren't I doing even more because of the people that I care about that are my why? Does that make wow, sense? Wow. So I just feel like that <laughs> even makes me overthink yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, I feel like what I just I end up just telling myself like, bitch, suck it up. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Like, you know, That's stop good. doing yeah. Yeah. Like that's literally what I tell myself. I'm like, you can do this. And my mom always used to tell me when I was younger, like every person is born in nine months. Like they all stayed in their parents' womb. So when you were born, yeah. everybody had like a fair chance. Yeah. Even though it's I that's problematic. Yeah. But I'm like everybody kinda had a fair chance. So I always just tell myself, I'm like, whoever is doing better than me, I'm like I can c- catch up to them with yeah, hard work. Yeah. So I always just t- try to talk myself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I always, I always like even I like think about it. I'm like, okay, everything like everything that everyone else knows or other people that I like look up to, and I'm like, 
they had to learn that. It's exactly. not stuff like they were born with. I'm like, yeah. we all had to learn how to talk. We all had to learn how to walk. And Even my idols like Oprah or Michelle yeah. Obama or any of those people that I look up to, I'm like, they did not get there overnight. No, They're in their fifties and people actually like idolize them and stuff like that because they worked on themselves mm-hmm. and they worked on their craft. And I'm like, and it's just gonna take time. As a twenty seven year old, I can't expect to be at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just a generally anxious person. Like, well I sometimes I I'll just say this off camera, off mic later. <laughs> no, I just feel, I just think of like the worst scenarios. Like I build things up in my in my brain to be like this like horrific like oh my god I messed this up. I'm gonna like my supervisor's gonna email me. Then all of a sudden I, in my mind I'm like I'm gonna get talked to. I'm gonna get fired. Then I'm gonna like become da 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 Like it just goes mm-hmm. like my that brain like yes, and I just freak myself out for no reason. But the way I feel like I overcome that is I literally remind myself like okay if this is that like any. It's not even, like, I don't even do anything. I, I've never gotten in trouble at work, alhamdulillah, and I hope it remains that way. But, like, I just think of, like, I get stuck on something, and then I, my, my my brain just is like an asshole and just keeps reminding me, like, da, 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 do you know what you're doing? Do you really know? Do you really know? However, I feel like the way I overcome that is, like, I, I remember, like, I know what I'm doing. I'm qualified to be here. I have the right to take up this space, and I haven't done anything wrong, so there's really no reason for me to be getting fired. Mm-hmm. Like, also, I'm like, if I was getting fired, there would be other steps. Like, I would have I would have had to done something very horrific for me to have gotten fired, yeah, you know? Right. And then I literally remember the conversation I've had with my supervisor, and, like, she says nothing but great things about me, alhamdulillah, and to, like, to me and about me, mm-hmm. for, as far as I know. So, alhamdulillah, I feel like my brain just, like, takes over sometimes, and it's like, yo, like, it's it's... You're you're gonna get fired. Today's the day. You better pack your bags. Like yeah. though you work from home, you better pack the bags, girl. Yeah. But I, I remind myself like it's not like this I try to remind myself that okay, this is not what's happening. Like go mm-hmm. back to reality and like think of what's actually happening. Did this actually happen? Did you get an email saying you're gonna get fired? No. Like did you get an yeah. email saying I need to talk to you? This is very serious. Like I don't so I feel like I need to I've I've been working on it like kind of like not being so anxious about things. But I'm you, ha, ha, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to have a question. Go ahead. Ask your question. No, I, I'm also wondering, is it, do you guys feel like it's just, it's like something that, like, I know everyone deals with it, but do you guys feel like it's more prominent for us because we're first gens and like. I think so. Yeah. I for sure 100% I, think so. When you were talking about like our previous work, um, <laughs> um, I, like I remember we had that coworker who like decided to leave the company and like left everything in a hot mess and then continued to get other employment, <laughs> which I was like, I could never because I would be like so scared of like, like, you know, I don't know. I remember us like talking about him, like the way he's moving, like this guy is crazy. And I'm like, I could never like, you know, but it also depends on the fact that we're people of color, we're women. We already have all these strikes against us. So you don't want to fuck up yeah. because it's really it's going to be harder for you to for get you, a job yeah. versus your white counterparts, especially our white male. counterparts. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so I just feel like a lot of the times we're anxious about things that might happen because yeah. of the fact that, you know, it could happen because it's happened with people that are like you. Yeah, yeah I think and I'm very to like when I was hyper aware, I'm like hyper vigilant. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I have to do amazing. But that leads me to what I was gonna say. So that was a great like yeah. transition you did there because there's different um, with the perfectionists. There's different like types. So there's like the perfectionists that'll set like really really high standards to like make sure that they're 100% amazing across all boards and like that they never fail and never make any mistakes. And then there's like the expert kind of. Um, person who deals with imposter syndrome and they feel like they need to know every information before they start a project and they're constantly looking on like new trainings ways to improve their skills and like applying for jobs that like that they you know fit the criteria for um 
they're like the ones that um, might be hesitant to like ask a question, but they're afraid of because they're afraid of like looking stupid and not knowing the answer. So they don't want to look dumb, so they don't ask questions. And then there's like the natural geniuses. So when they don't know something, they freak out because they've always like known it. So it, for them, it's like a struggle to. Um, they're used to like things coming easily. So whenever something doesn't come easily, they freak out and they're like, "I should know this. There's something wrong with me I, that I don't know this." And like I'm I'm an imposter because I don't naturally know this information. And then the soloist, um, and they feel like they have to accomplish everything on their own, and they they, they don't want to ever ask for help. And I feel like that's what that's I identify. Oh I feel like God. that's what I identify with. I feel like you're more so the natural genius. Yep. But that's natural what you're talking. No, I, no, I feel, <laughs> <laughs> that's natural genius. But that's what you're talking about. Is what I would say. Oh. Um, and then there's a superman, superwoman who push themselves to work harder than everybody else around them to prove that they're not imposters and that you know they. Well, maybe that's me. I actually. think that's more so you. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of so me you. too. Versus, like, I feel like I have to do things on my own because I'm like, I just want to do it myself. I don't want to ask you for help. I hate freaking asking my supervisor. I don't want to have time with my supervisor really because I'm like, I'll figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. I don't I have think I'm, I'm a mix between the super woman and the solo because I like to do things on my own because I know it gets done and mm-hmm. I'm really hard delegating tasks, like, especially like. I don't know. I don't know example of it, but like I just I'm really bad at delegating tasks. But also mm-hmm. I'm on the I'm on the other. Yeah, I think I'm the one where I don't like to ask questions because I don't like the other yes, person yeah, feeling like I don't know what something. I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm like I don't want you to sit here and think like oh this person's asking me this dumbass question. They don't know what they're talking about. Why are they even here? Literally, my brain just already goes that to was, a string of yeah, conversations that have never happened, but they're in my mind that was literally that's why I was so triggered by that email and like it was literally sitting there saying what the fuck because I felt like I don't want to ask anybody for help I found the answer on my own and then I had to double check eventually and I double checked and I was like bruh I'm right I'm 100% right yeah yeah that was a trigger that's what triggers my imposter syndrome is like I know I feel like for the most part I get like I have positive interactions like at work with clients like I I feel like 90% of the time I'm having positive interactions but those 10% of the time sometimes I feel like to stick with you because it's like I know what I'm doing I know what I'm doing like I don't yeah. I don't one feel thing, to like keep proving yeah. myself to you bitch I know what I'm doing yeah one thing I really struggled with when we were working with clients like they, the clients would tell you like you're so amazing you're the best person I've ever had and I'm like in my head I'm like no man why are you lying to me why are you lying to me <laughs> except to be <laughs> even though like yeah. they meant it from their mm-hmm. heart but mm-hmm. I, to me I was like comparing all the things that like Going wrong, going wrong, yeah. Going wrong, and the 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 energy I was receiving from my supervisor, and I was like, ah, like it just didn't match up, you know. I used to pay for it. I'm like. You think I'm the best? Have yeah. you seen my paper? Yeah, yeah. Am literally, I literally, literally. That's the trigger. But I'm like, I'll do anything else for you. I, I kind of want to tell myself, even though I know imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is always going to come up, I always want to tell myself if I'm passionate enough about it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel like that because I'm going to be learning more about it. And maybe it's because I'm not in the right field right now that I feel like I'm more of an imposter. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you're like, I don't even... And I feel like once I'm in a field that I actually like and I enjoy, I I would be more confident to just be like, I might not know that, but But, I belong there. But I feel like imposter syndrome would, like, creep up if you don't know something, like, you know, like, you could be in a field that you enjoy, it's a little bit less versus a field that you already don't like, and then you're like, on top of that, I have to keep in mind all these things. I don't think that's necessarily true. Do you guys feel like it's just, like, our ego is, like, feeling like we have to know everything like you can't possibly not no i know definitely everything. think no i definitely think i'm, my trying to be like, I'm gonna walk it. into a library and know all the books <laughs> that's, that's my dream I, no i, I but i definitely think that your personality and like your own like you mm-hmm. have definitely has comes into play because i know i'm an anxious person mm-hmm. like i'm an anxious oh, yeah. person i feel like i wasn't saying that right and i i 
as I learned last episode, I avoid conflicts and I avoid like any com- like I don't avoid confrontation. I really don't. I actually like confrontation, but I don't like conflict. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm a the pop up. I will have not. Okay, here's you know what I was thinking about the other day. I was like, yo, the listeners low key think of me as like this like pop up person. I'm really not. Wallahi. I feel like I don't really bother anybody. I just keep to myself. And if something She's ever happens, anxious pop up queen. But I'm not. But do I ever go? Do I start trouble? I never start trouble. So if you ever see me ever in like some sort of drama, no, I did not start it. Like I exactly. And I just stay in my lane, just mind my business. However, I feel like I'm an anxious person. I feel like that triggers my my imposter syndrome because I feel like it it just I'm, I'm anxious about everything. I'm anxious about freaking going to the damn store, man. Like and just running it a regular schmegler errand, you know. So I feel what like do you think it's gonna happen to you at the start. A lot of things. Well, I sometimes I just think I'm like, well, I really did. I sometimes think that I'm like, yo, what if there's like a random shooter right now? Oh I always think I'm gonna get kidnapped. That too. Oh my god, you guys. Speaking of kidnapped, there's a hostage situation in St. Paul today. Oh, that's fun. the train. Ooh. Yeah, a couple of my classmates were late because they're hostage at the train. They were held hostage? Yeah. <laughs> at gunpoint because apparently there was like a gun at the train and somebody was like, no one's riding the train. Just took a gun. What happened? Why? I didn't I'm hear so the confused. story, but I wanted to hear it. I wanted to see Google it. In the, um, Google, Google it. it. And then know. one of my classmates actually is a manager of a Speedway like uh, franchise or whatever. And it's like the Speedway gas station. By that is where the train was right by the Speedway gas station that she owns. And so she knew the hostage was going on. Then later on, a classmate of mine walked in and he was like, well, I'm late because that whole situation that happened. Dear and God. Yeah. I don't think anybody died or anything like that. But yeah, uh, St. Paul's St. Paul's crazy, y'all. I don't really step foot in St. Paul. So I y'all, really, y'all I be saying I'm more of a Minneapolis person. Yeah, I think St. Paul is an old. I drag St. Paul every time I'm there. Y'all see my tweets about St. Paul. It's just the I can't get over the potholes. Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Every time I'm like, this is ratchet. I'm like used to like my suburbs and like mm-hmm. not just like everything's smooth and beautiful and amazing. And St. Paul's just like adding milk is not that bad. I would deal with Minneapolis. I would honestly deal with Minneapolis traffic versus St. Paul. Like potholes. <laughs> Addie Mill is literally the worst road ever. I give it a negative 35. A negative 35. Also, I hate 35 to me, but that, whatever. We're not talking about roads right now. We really took, we really took a left field. A hard left road. Now, with that being said, perhaps no, it's time to... But speaking of 35, there was a tweet that I saw some somebody made. Was work on yourself? Like, work, on, work on yourself like Highway 35. And, and don't care. And like, if it... The next part, and it was like, don't care if it if you're oh, being inconvenience anybody else. else. Yeah. yeah, don't give two f's about that. I really don't. I mean, that, that's that's, that's a great self love. That's beautiful. Yeah. Keep doing you, boo. If you're if you're at work, no. I, I just realized right now that I did have an interaction with somebody because I posted it before, and somebody was like, this really resonated with me. However, listen, y'all, you deserve to be taking up space in whatever field that you're in. You've worked to to be there. You've worked for that, right? So don't let imposter syndrome creep up on you and kawal you and literally. Tell you you don't deserve it because you do boo you've worked for it you've earned it but um let us know what your thoughts are and let us know if you guys have any questions keep your eyes peeled for information about like our first year um anniversary because that's coming up i know we've been this for a year it feels like it's been like 25 years but it's only been one year wow we've had three seasons in a year let that sink in y'all we've had three wow. freaking seasons in a year <laughs> we've been we've been doing a lot of talking um anyways let us know if you're interested in hanging out with us let us know what it is that you want us to do if you have ideas because we have like a general idea um we want to get feedback from y'all and then also let us know what it is that you guys want to like hear from us you know um i feel like we can literally talk about anything and everything and we don't really know what it is you guys want to hear 
us talk shit about because <laughs> we'll talk shit all day any day um but make sure you just slide in our dms um on twitter we're the unwritten pod and on instagram we're the unwritten podcast slide in them dms and see what's good what's good all right guys we'll catch you guys on the next one bye, bye. peace out girl scout